This is Becoming a Podcast for Teens and Young Adults, Episode 48, Be More with Less with Joellen Woods. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. We are your hosts, Tani Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. We want to share a little bit about our sponsor, Aligned Ambition. Do you ever feel like there are so many ways to improve yourself and find your confidence that you don't even know where to begin? Strengths tests are absolutely one of the best places to start. Aligned Ambition specializes in not only providing you with the leading strengths assessment that has been performed for over 21 million individuals, but then walking you through the results to help you understand how your strengths work together and make you a unique, valuable asset for others to work with. This assessment truly changed my life. I have never found the power and clarity in a strengths test until I worked with Align Ambition. To get started with Align Ambition, click the link in the show notes and find your strengths. Welcome everyone. We are so excited today to be talking to Jo Ellen Woods and she is a minimalist and is going to be sharing with us her tips and tricks about being intentional with what we have and what we're purchasing so that we can be able to really have a lot more purpose and gratitude in the things that we enjoy. So Jo Ellen, welcome to Becoming. We're so excited to have you. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So would you mind telling us a little bit about how this started for you? Sure. So I would say for the first like decade of motherhood, we lived the normal average American lifestyle, you know, collecting things from holidays and hand-me-downs from siblings and just, you know, buying a house and then upgrading to a bigger house and just the, the normal rat race of American lifestyle, right? And then it wasn't until we had an impression that we should move to New Zealand that we realized oh my gosh, we have a lot of stuff. <laughs> and there's no way that we're taking all this stuff with us because it costs a lot of money to ship it over. So because we made that decision to move to another country, it really made us minimize our stuff. And so we sold three quarters of our stuff. And we realized, oh my goodness, we had accumulated so many things over the years, the holiday decorations, the toys, like I said, the hand-me-downs, so many things. And it was, it was kind of disgusting, honestly, to, to see how much stuff we had. So we sold three quarters of our stuff and we had a shipping container that was 20 feet long. And we sent that with us to New Zealand. That only had, you know, our mattresses, table and chairs, couch, dressers, you know, the essentials, plus, you know, cookware, bedding, clothing, all of our stuff that we owned fit into that small 20 foot container, which so some people, that still might be a lot. But when we, when we moved to New Zealand, we were able to just peel ourselves away from that consumerism and live a much more simple lifestyle. And we loved it. Even when we moved there, uh, we had a few weeks, I don't remember, it might have been a month that we had to live out of our suitcases. And we thought it would be hard, 
we were we thought we'd be looking forward to our beds and all our toys and all those things but honestly though that month was so nice we just focused on spending time with each other going down to the beach you know we didn't have our stuff to take up our time we didn't have to clean as much we didn't have yeah. to organize as much it was it was really nice i think that was the biggest stepping stone into our minimalist lifestyle was making that big move and realizing how much happier we were without all of that stuff. And then after New Zealand, we traveled the world for a year. And so we had to sell everything at that point. We couldn't bring that stuff with us. So we only had our suitcases. And so since then, we've just been um, living out of our suitcases. And we've lived in the United States for the past about a year. And we're just kind of in transition mode right now until we settle down again. But we still only have a very minimal amount of stuff. And it just is so freeing. We love it. That is wow. absolutely fascinating to me. And so, not me, but what I want to learn more about, I'm so intrigued. Your Instagram page is seriously one of my favorites I've come across in a long time. I just want to eat up everything I could spend forever just learning from you. But what we want to ask you today is why teens should care about living with less and just being more intentional with their purchases. You know, I feel like clutter and all of the things that you own, it causes anxiety and mental fog. The more that you have, that more, the more clutter that you have in your space, whether that's in your home, in your room, you know, your little nook of your, of your belongings, you know, that just causes that mental clutter. And so if you can get rid of that, if you can just focus on the essential things, then you're going to have a much clearer mind. You're going to have a more organized area and you can focus better. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. And I also just think it is bringing it back to just the gratitude. You appreciate your things more when you know what your things are. I mean, there's so many times when we go into a closet full of clothing and you just are like, Ugh, I don't have anything to wear when you have way too much to wear. And like, what a weird thing that that happens every time. When you have less, you actually appreciate it more. When you're intentional about it, when you pare it down and you actually only have and keep the things that you love, that you feel and look great in, and that it captures your personality, those are the things that you that make you happy. And those are the things that you care about. And so you'll, you'll take better care of them. And then you want, like you said, when you open up your closet, then you'll, you'll be happy and you won't see this clutter of all this collection of stuff that you've accumulated over those times. It, that just stresses you out and overwhelms you. If you have that small collection of essentials and the ones that you love, you're going to enjoy opening up your closet so much more. I really do love that phrase decision fatigue. It's something that I hadn't heard before, but I've heard a lot recently. But I really think it helps us to have less things to process. The emotional stress will not be as heavy. And I think Eric is right when we go in there and say, I have nothing to wear, but you literally have a hundred shirts. It's just too overwhelming to handle. So maybe you can give us like a number that is fair for like, what's a fair number of shirts and pants or what, what do you think is a good starting point? Well, you know, there's a huge trend um, that's been going around for a few years. It's called the 30, um, it's basically you have like 30 days and 30 pieces of clothing. And so that's kind of a good, I would say that's a good starting point if you just wanted to really minimize the amount of stuff that you have. And you can add a few things if you want to over time. But if you just wanted to start from scratch or just kind of pare down from what you have, take 30 pieces 
So that could be if shoes were really important to you and you really like shoes, then you can have more shoes than you did have shirts and shorts. Usually you have more tops than you have bottoms. So let's say you had 10 pairs of, let's make it easy. Let's say 15 shirts you have and you had 10 bottoms and then five pairs of shoes, you know, those kind of things. And then you can mix and match really easily. And you're not getting this decision fatigue, like you said, this overwhelm of, oh my gosh, what am I going to wear? Because I have a closet full of clothes. You know, you have exactly what, what you have in your closet. And you know that each one of those things looks great on you. You love it. And it, it captures your personality. That's a great basic place to start. I was, of course, like stalking you earlier. And I love you had five like key things to ask yourself when you're like doing the sorting process. And it was, is it in good condition? Does it fit properly? Do I feel confident in it? Do I look beautiful in it? And do I love it? And I'm like, ah, why... Why has it been so hard for me? I feel like if I just kept those in mind, I could easily be better at editing myself. Yeah. Well, and those those questions are good to ask yourself if you're cleaning out your closet, like if you have a cluttered closet and you want to start, you know, having a better organized closet or when you're shopping, you ask those same questions. Don't be suckered in by those sales. Just because it's on sale, just because it's super cheap, don't be suckered in. You know, if you do not love it, if you do not really look that great in it, if it's not really um, the best color on you or it's not really great quality, if it looks like it's going to fall apart in a couple washes, don't buy it. Ask those questions to yourself when you're shopping so that you stick to those guidelines and so you only put things that you love in your closet. Great point. So one thing that I really get nervous about when I'm trying to do this, I will be like, okay, this is really dorky, but I'm always like, what about if I need this to dress up as something later, like that is like one of my number one things, like not, <laughs> and there's a lot of times I'm like, well, what if I need this color later, even though it's like not a good color on me. But a lot of times it's like a style that I'm like, well, what if I need to, I don't know, be a cowgirl <laughs> like, or whatever. <laughs> or I don't what even it, know. Or what if it comes back in style? I yes. want to get rid of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't be tied down to that. If you really don't like it, get rid of it. Yeah. There is no, it's okay. Just, just donate it to um, a Goodwill or to someone else that you know that might need it. You do not need to be emotionally tied to your stuff. You don't need to be uh, financially tied to your stuff. If, sometimes those purchases, maybe it costs a lot of money to buy yes. something that you put in your closet, but you don't love it that much anymore. It's okay. Yeah. You can sell it if you want to. You can yeah. sell it on Facebook, on Poshmark, on Craigslist. You know, there's lots of different ways you can sell it. If that would give you a little bit more comfort getting rid of it, you can try to get a little money out of it, but it's okay. Don't hold on to stuff just because you might one day need it because that's just going to be clutter. If yeah. you might one day need it, then you can buy it again. If it means that much to you, then you can just buy it again. That's fair. I think there's so many times when we think like, oh, well, but maybe I will like this again one day. Like I guarantee you, if you do not like it, how many times have you put something on and you come out and you're like, I just feel totally uncomfortable. You just know, even though nobody else would be like, oh, she doesn't look good in that. Like, I just feel uncomfortable because it's not something I like. What was it that you were saying, Tawny, last night or yesterday we were talking yeah. about this? I have one of my best friends is so funny. She'll wear something and be like, uh, like, don't really look at me today. I'm, I, I don't love what I'm wearing. I just saw this shirt and I felt really bad for it. So I hadn't <laughs> worn it in a long time. So I just had to wear it. And I'm thinking now that I'm processing all of this, 
why do we do that to ourselves? Like have things in our closet that just are like, eh, and we wear it because we feel bad for it. Yeah, our clothes don't have feelings. They don't know. So, you know, you are the one who's wearing it. If you feel great in it, then own it, right? Totally. Uh, but we are speaking to teens today. And I, you know, dive back into that mindset. And I remember as a teen, how I would have reacted to this conversation. I would have been like, what? If I only had 15 shirts, to me, I thought everyone else was paying attention to what I was wearing. So I'd be like, I want to wear that shirt again, but I wore it last Tuesday on an A day. So all the people in my class will remember I wore that shirt. <laughs> Do you remember that thought process? Oh, I totally remember that. Yeah. But you know what? It's not true. No one cares about you that much. No one is paying that much attention to you. And if they are, you have nothing better on their hands than to, to think about that. You know, you don't want to be that kind of a friend or be friends with that kind of a person if they are that into what you are wearing. Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And not to mention on your Instagram, you have like some incredible ways that you show to wear one piece of clothing. So you have like this new black skirt you got and you have 12 different ways to wear it with different tops, different accessories, different shoes. And to me, when I'm looking at the picture, I don't even notice it's the same shirt or the same skirt. I'm like shocked that you can do that with the basics, right? Yeah. When you build a closet that is full of essentials, those wardrobe staples, I like to call them, or those wardrobe workhorses that work hard for you, that you can mix and match that are versatile, you can have one thing and wear it in so many different ways and no one is ever going to know that you are wearing the same thing. So things like a white t-shirt or a black t-shirt or a black skirt or black joggers or jeans or, you know, if you build your closet full of those essential versatile pieces, then you can have so many options. And it doesn't matter if you wear the same shirt in one week because you can wear it with a different bottom. No one is going to know the difference. It's so and true. it's not gross. It's not gross. Just keep your clothes clean. It's not gross. Right. Yes. So how would you suggest that teens could like start with where they're at without wasting what they have? Sure. So you want to have a closet inventory. Open up your closet, your dresser, wherever you keep your clothes and take it all out. Put it all on your bed and go one by one through your clothes. So you know what you have because you probably have accumulated a lot of stuff over the years and you kind of forgot what you have in there. So it's nice to go one by one, pick up each piece and ask yourself those questions that Tani had mentioned earlier. Do you love it? Do you look good in it? Is it in good condition? You know, those kind of things. And if you can say yes to those questions, then put it in a keep pile. If you don't like it, it has holes in it, tears in it, if it's fading, if it's not in good condition, put it in a donate pile. Um, if you don't feel that great in it, then put it in a donate pile. So just keep those two piles in mind. If you come across something that mm, you kind of like it, you kind of want to think about it, you can put it in a maybe pile and it, it readdress that pile when you're done. But then by the end of the time that you've gone through all of your clothes, then you have this pile of clothes that you love. And then you have this pile of clothes that you want to donate or throw away, depending on their condition. And then you can go through your maybe pile and then ask yourself the same questions. And you can either put them in one of those other piles. And then by the, by the end, you have a whole new closet full of clothes that you love, that you forgot about, and that you didn't realize that you had. And so from there, you can hang them up, you know, take good care of your clothes, hold them nicely if you want to put them in a drawer or hang them up if you want to put them in your closet. And then you can have, you can take stock of what you have and what you need. What gaps do you need to fill in your closet? 
are you missing some essential pieces that you just need to have a pair of pants or, you know, a skirt or a certain shirt. So then you can make a list of what you need and slowly work on that list. I think that's so great. So we've talked a little bit about some of like those essential pieces that you might need as a girl. Is there some essential pieces that maybe guys could be looking for that could be versatile for them? Yeah, so my, I have a 14-year-old son, and so we put together a wardrobe capsule for him, and we kept it very, very simple. We went through his clothes first to see what he needed, and since he's growing really fast, we had to basically start from scratch. Um, we made a list of what he needed, what colors he liked to wear, and so he liked the, more the blues and the grays, and so we went to the store, and then we went with that in mind. And so we got, I think we ended up getting like three pairs of shorts, which, you know, might not sound like a lot to you, but um, we got really high quality ones that could wash really well and that can go with a lot of different shirts. We got like a black pair, a gray pair, maybe a blue pair. And then we got a bunch of t-shirts. We got five or seven t-shirts that can all mix and match with those bottoms. So we made shirts all the same color scheme so that he can wear one of the shirts with any of those shorts and vice versa. So it's all about picking a good color scheme so you can mix and match things really easily. So even though you're a guy and you're not going to be accessorizing as much as a girl, you can still get lots of different looks because you stick with that color scheme and you can mix and match your tops and your bottoms really well. Now, as far as like layering for boys, you could like layer with a sports jacket or a sweatshirt or even a chambray shirt. That kind of sounds girly. Like maybe I should make it more boyish by saying a denim shirt, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. a denim shirt, you know, you can uh, button up or you can open it up and put a t-shirt underneath it. You definitely want like a pair of pants, whether that's jeans or joggers or something a little dressier. You just want to have a few different options like casual, semi-casual, a little bit dressier for different occasions. If you have like one of those options for all of it, you can mix and match and get so many different looks. So it doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl, you can still have that versatile closet. That is so true. And I loved as I was looking through your Instagram that you say when you are shopping, like you were with your son, you say, if this is going to take space in my closet, it needs to be able to be worn with at least three different pieces, right? Mm -hmm. How are you doing that? Are you like literally thinking of the different clothes in your closet at that time when you're holding up that shirt? Like, okay, what could this go with? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going through my mind and I'm thinking, okay, if I pick up a shirt, I'm thinking, okay, what do I have in my closet that I could wear this with? You know, could I wear it with a skirt, some shorts, different pair of pants? Can I layer it with other things? I never buy anything, never, unless I can picture wearing it with at least three different things. You want to be able to mix and match things. You're going to have a closet full of clutter. If you just have a whole bunch of things you can only wear one time, you want to have that versatility. Yeah. And that's what I have going on. That is such a good (laughs) rule of thumb. And I think that if we do that, we're just having so much more intention and being mindful rather than just like, wow, that's only $3. And then I can literally wear it once a month because it's not versatile at all. Mm -hmm. You're ending up wasting money by um, being suckered by that sale because you only wear it once or twice every once in a while instead of if you spend a little bit more money on something that you love and you're going to wear it a whole lot more. If you do the cost per wear ratio, you know, divide it by um, how much it costs and how many times you actually wear it, you'll end up saving so much more money. This is going to change my life. (laughs) Seriously. I have a question because I always hear the term like, oh, make sure that it's good quality. I would guess that most of the teens do not know what that means. Like what type of fabrics to look for, what to look for in the clothing themselves. 
how do they know whether it's good quality or not? Because there's been so many times in my life when I bought something thinking that it was adorable and then I wash it one time and it is not good quality anymore. So how do we know whether it's good quality or not? Okay, well, for one thing, teens are definitely going to be on a, a cheaper budget than adults, you know, who have jobs and incomes, right? So I totally understand that. It's kind of a little bit of a flexible term of high quality for teens. You want to look at the fabric, and is it kind of see-through? If you feel it, does it feel like it's going to start pilling after a while after you wash it? When I say pilling, I mean like, you know, getting those balls on it after you wash it, and then it's yeah. going like to start falling apart. You do not want to invest in something like that, because seriously, you're going to wash it one or two times, you're going to want to donate it, and that's, you just wasted a whole bunch of money that way. Yeah. So you pick up a shirt, and you look at the seams. Does it look like it has some nice, tight seams? if you kind of pull on it a little bit, can you see holes in it, like where the thread is? You don't want to get those type of garments. The thickness of the fabric, if it's super thin, definitely stay away from those. Same thing with jeans. A lot of jeans, especially those tighter jeans, they'll start getting loose after once or twice wearing them, right? So you want to make sure that you get something that has a little bit more high quality, like maybe more cotton, a little less stretch in it. Um, oh. Maybe just kind of trial and error. Pick a brand and try a few things in that brand. And if you feel like you love it, then you know that that brand is trustworthy. That's a great rule of thumb. Those are all really good tips. I really appreciate that because this whole time I've just been thinking like, well, how do I know? I know. I'm loving this. I just want to go back to my closet right now and go dump <laughs> half of it. And I actually just did that. Like I bought hangers at Costco with the new velvet, you know, so they wouldn't love slip those off. Are the best. But then... I had to go back. I thought I'm going to be selective and just get rid of some. And I full on filled up the hangers and I had to go back and buy more, which I'm so sad. Why didn't I just be more intentional and follow your rules and your No, you know questions? what though? It's, it takes, it's like an evolution. I feel like the purging process, it it's, goes in stages. Sometimes I do like a huge full on purge and then I have to go back a week or two later and to reassess. Cause I'm like, okay, do I really love this? You know? And so it's, it's okay to kind of just go in stages and get rid of things more as you think about it. Just be intentional. It, it, okay. it takes time. Thank you for validating me. <laughs> I'm not so mad at myself. I'll just, yeah, I just need to do it again. Yeah. yeah. So one thing that I, I really love about being intentional um, with your style is that you can really let a lot of the noise of trends kind of quiet down and really like look for things that are classic and classy and that never goes out of style and not that you can never have fun things that are a little more now, but I think that this is not a talent that everyone has naturally. So is this just one of your gifts that you're able to be so creative with your clothing and your, you know, mixing and matching, or is this something that you were able to find some guidance on with how to get creative with being minimalist? Um, I think it's just kind of come over the years. I've always loved fashion. I've always loved style and I'd look back and it's definitely evolution. I've, my style has evolved over the years and it, I look back, I'm like, Ooh, what was I thinking? Or, or in, especially as I, as I get older and I have more experience, I am more intentional with what I buy, but I definitely think, yes, adapting the minimalist lifestyle has been a huge factor in being more intentional with what I buy and um, having those versatile pieces because I don't want to have a whole closet full of clothes. I have to make sure that my closet or whatever I have in my wardrobe will fit in a suitcase. So I, I want to make sure to be really intentional with before I buy this, does it really deserve a spot in my closet? Can I wear it in a lot of ways? 
is it high quality? So it definitely has come with a mindset change for sure. In conjunction with that question, I would love you to talk about if the trend right now does not work for your body type, what do you do? I know I've heard you talk about this before. Yeah. So let's take the mom jeans, for instance. That's a huge trend right now, right? Some of you love it. Some, especially the teenagers, you guys are really, really digging that, that trend. Well, you know, so I have, a re- I have really long legs, really long legs. So it's very hard to find good jeans. And you put mom jeans, which make my legs look even longer because they go up to like, you know, your belly button. It is not a good trend on my body type. And that's okay. That is totally okay. You do not have to wear a trend just because it is popular. If it is not flattering on your body, if you don't feel comfortable in it, if you don't look great in it, it's okay. Pass on the trend and stick with what you feel great in. Such good advice. I have a thought that's been kind of rolling in the back of my head that I did want to ask you. I have my separate types of clothes. So I like have my athletic clothes and I have my clothes that I wear. And then like I have clothes that I do yard work in or, you know, stuff like that. Or I have way too big a collections of each of those things. But, you know, do you wear higher quality stuff when you're working outside? What do you do with that? Like, I know we all get like free t-shirts from companies and stuff like that. And then it's like, you end up having like 30 of those too. And it's like really paring that down. What would you kind of say to that? Yeah. So it's, it's definitely okay to have different categories of clothes for sure. So when I'm talking about this conversation is mostly, um, I'm talking about more of our everyday clothing, right? So everyone needs to have a, you know, a group of exercise clothes. That's totally fine. Everyone needs to have a group of work clothes where you're going to get grubby and do service and yard work and that kind of stuff. That's okay too. So definitely have those different categories, but be careful not to let those categories start increasing like bunnies, right? Especially like the (laughs) the grubby clothes. Cause a lot of times you're like, Oh, well I like this shirt, but I don't love it enough to wear it. I'll just put it in my grubby clothes collection. Go through that collection often and just limit yourself. Say, I only need two or three shirts and maybe one or two pairs of pants or shorts in that collection and be done. And you can rotate through. If you want to replace something every once in a while, then, you know, just replace it. But the same thing with your exercise stuff. You do not need 10 to 20 different tops of exercise stuff. You only need a couple and then get the same um, for the bottoms. Just get ones that you can mix and match really easily. So it's definitely okay to have those different categories, but just keep it intentional and know what you have in them. I love that because it's like I have this whole wardrobe for me to look really terrible and it's so dumb. <laughs> like no one is being like, what great grubby clothes you chose. <laughs> like good right. job on having a new one today. Like it's just ridiculous. But okay, <laughs> I really question. Answering I needed question. that. I needed that. I feel like it's validating me to like and giving me permission to like just dump half of my stuff that I just don't need. I needed this pep talk. Yes. Yeah, donate it. Don't feel bad. You know, just donate it and someone else will love it. So good. I love how on your Instagram page, you say that minimalism doesn't have to be boring. If you could kind of sum it up for us to help us to feel that it's not boring, but I want to kind of hear that from you, I guess. Yeah. I think when people hear the word minimalist or minimalism, they think boring, plain, ugly, right? I don't want to. I don't want to have that kind of lifestyle, but it's not true. I have a very minimal wardrobe, but I'm intentional with what I put in it. And then I accessorize. Accessories will really add some character and personality to your wardrobe. So if you just have, you know, a small wardrobe, small collection of clothes, you can really spice up any outfit with a scarf, 
necklaces, earrings, bracelets, watches, whatever. And it can totally add some fun to your look. It does not have to be boring. It just has to be built around your personality, has to be versatile, and you have to look and feel great in it. So I love teaching women that you can still look great, but you don't have to have all the things and all the trends. You can just pick your favorites and stick with that. So, so great and helpful. So Joellen, we want to ask you if you could go back and tell your high school self one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, I would say it does not matter what anyone thinks of you. If you can learn that early on, you'll be golden because it gets, it doesn't get easier as you get older, especially in the social media world. As you, the more you put yourself out there, if you let the opinions of others bring you down, if you can learn that now, that it doesn't matter what anyone thinks of you, it doesn't matter that you wore the same shirt two times in the week, if you can just grasp that and not let that bother you, then you'll be fine because it does not matter what anyone thinks of you. And if they think poorly of you, then they're not the type of person that you want to be associating with. As long as you feel and look great, that's all that matters. That's beautiful advice. Thank you so much. That's, this has been such a fun topic to learn about and I have loved learning about all of it. And this is why I continue to like go back and learn more and more from you all the time. So where can our listeners find you? I know they're going to want to hear more from you. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram at I am Joellen. It's I A M J O E L L E N. That's my Instagram. And then also the same thing on my blog. I have I am Joellen.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. It's been so great. Oh, thank you. It's been so fun. We hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we did. We want to take a second to talk about our sponsor, Aligned Ambition. One of the most powerful things about minimalism and intentionalism is decreasing our decision fatigue. Whenever I find a tool to help me decrease this in my life, I feel so grateful. I can't think of any decision that has more options and gives me more feelings of overwhelm than trying to find a career path that you know will make you feel connected to who you are and confident that you are not wasting your time. Aligned Ambition is designed to walk you through a proven method to give you confidence in one of the biggest decisions of your life. Click on the link in the show notes to learn more.